that has a puppy dog that you like put the play-doh on its head and you push it down and it comes out tongue-shaped <laughs> out of its mouth oh oh <laughs> i'm never gonna play with it again <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. Well, well, listeners. <laughs> We're, yes, yes, we are talking about turds in the shapes of things. That's where we're at right now. Oh, it's wild up in here. Wow. We're, we're adults. We're Adults, we're professional, and uh, <laughs> yes, we're mature, so mature. So poop jokes aren't funny. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? If someone doesn't laugh at a poop joke, they are no fun. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because everybody poops. It's true. <laughs> and if you have sons, you talk about poop on the daily. When I get really bad, like social anxiety. I like to remind myself that everybody poops, even Beyonce poops. Oh, that's we're such all. a good trick. Yeah, we're all the same when it comes down to it. <laughs> I love it. So that's such on a that good note, <laughs> because you brought up Beyonce. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I was just thinking about <laughs> Nicki Minaj and how how her butt is like ginormous. But how does she wipe? She for sure has a bidet. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I have a bidet. I will never go back because bidets are life changing. But also, you still need to like reach back there to like, you know, after the bidet spray, you you wipe up. Mm -hmm. Like she needs like a like an arm extender. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like those little grabber things that that people have. Like she needs that for like toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) and no shade to her i love her booty and i wish i had it but yeah it's probably an obstacle when it comes to (laughs) (laughs) you think (laughs) and speaking of everybody poops you know who else poops general authorities That was a good segue. (laughs) That people are all revering them like these are men of God. Guess what? They have diarrhea too. (laughs) They've had the Hershey's words. (laughs) The green purple splatters. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me today. Forgive me. So, yeah, when we were Mormon, we were all, all like, ooh, they're, they're so great. holy. They're so great. Yeah, they poop, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love I this like conversation. That's the end of the, co- the yeah. um, episode. That's all we, we need to know about the They poop, yeah. too. Have a great week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week. <laughs> and done. <laughs> See you later. Done. <laughs> published. Done. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? Uh, well, um, uh-huh. age before beauty, Jake. Oh. 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 <laughs> I take that as a compliment, or as like a 
I don't know. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> you, you're the one that made me pick a talk, so. <laughs> this is true. It's payback. <laughs> I thought I was going to get away with it this year to, like, not do general conference. And then you were like, no, let's do it. And I was like, goody. Hey. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Can't skip it. Nope. <laughs> It's a necessary evil. Um, so I uh, chose Daddy Uchtdorf. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't see the appeal, but apparently people think he's sexy. But it's because he's got silver hair. That's literally if he had like and a the full head of hair too. Yeah. So well, and he looks a lot younger than all of the like really old dudes. Like that's true. I do have to confess that I used to think Bednar was hot. I know that sounds really. I he hate plastic now, He looks plastic now, but like when he first became a uh, general authority, I was like, oh, yeah. a general authority with dark hair? My stars, yeah. <laughs> Clutch my pearls. <laughs> <laughs> a young buck, if you oh, will. Jesus. A young buck. <laughs> and now he's like terrible. Well, he's always been terrible, but now he's like even, I don't know. And he looks plastic. He's like, yeah, he looks plastic shiny. now. He's very like, honey, shiny. Honey, you need to stop. Some powder. Whatever you do. Powder. Powder. Yeah. 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 Why are you sweating so much? I don't know. Because um, <laughs> he's lying through his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so his, I've noticed um, this conference was very, like, it wasn't as problematic as other ones have been. And probably because Holland wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not that I would ever wish ill on anyone's health, but. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the evil laugh. <laughs> How, however, I feel like. Was, even... was God's anointed not spared from the pandemic? <laughs> so, so unfortunate. Oh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost mm-hmm. like he's just a human. Yeah, he poops too. He poops ah, too. Comes back to that. <laughs> All comes back to poop. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, no, I did notice when I was looking through the titles of all the talks, there was a lot more focus on like Jesus. Yes, I was gonna say that. I was like, I don't think I've yeah. ever seen this many Jesus talks before. Yeah. Like, yeah. Also, if you notice that there's a lot of them talked about Third Nephi, so I feel like maybe there was like, oh. hey. Mention third Nephi in your talk. This is our oh, theme, but we're not going to yeah. tell you it's a theme. It's just a theme. It'll no, just yeah. be like they a, were all inspired. Like they were all inspired yeah. to talk about. <laughs> How dare you even suggest that it was a memo? <laughs> you blast them. <laughs> blast uh, God sent them an email. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. So <laughs> his uh, <laughs> his talk is Jesus Christ is the strength of the parents. And I shortened it a lot. Also, I noticed that you could just, like, when I was picking my talk, I was like, this is basically like roulette. I can just pick one and just, I'll be able to find something. And yeah. all of them yeah. just be yeah. like, meh. <laughs> so, oh, for real. Yeah. I almost picked the Schmutz guy just because of his last name. Schmutz? His yeah. last name's Schmutz. That's oh, amazing. That's, un- that's unfortunate. Yeah. But it kind <laughs> the of. chair keeps squeaking. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Whatever, you're just farting. I'm totally. <laughs> After this, I will have to poop. Yes. 
<laughs> just got quiet and all of a sudden it was like Rrrr. I was like oh, what is that for? Well, easy easy oh. <laughs> alright have you ever had the whiskey shits like yes I need an explanation what's different about whiskey shits than like other alcohol they're just, I don't they're know. Just, they're just a little. There's just something extra. That's a little spicy. I love the spicy kick to them. A little. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> it's a very special yeah, yeah. type of shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. If it's you've had them, you know. All right, all right. I have yet to experience that. I'll get on my whiskey tonight. <laughs> <Let's just know. laughs> Yeah, and uh, give us some feedback on that. Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> uh, help your children build faith in Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had to, that's no segue, but I just was like, okay. <laughs> How do yeah, you go back? You, you can't. We just <laughs> keep it rolling. <laughs> we started with poop. There was no other way to, it's just going to be a continual theme through the episodes it, it, it relates to everything you know it does uh so daddy Uchtdorf says once upon what? a time a father was about to leave for an evening bishopric meeting his four-year-old daughter stepped in front of him wearing pajamas of course and holding a copy of book of mormon stories why do you have to go to a meeting she asked four years old like why do you have to go to a meeting because i'm like i'm gonna go watch bluey yeah, like, who gives a shit? Uh, because I am a counselor in the bishopric, he answered. But you are my dad. His <laughs> he knelt in front of her. Sweetheart, he said, I know you want me to read to you and help you go to sleep. But tonight, I need to help the bishop. Okay. Said, <laughs> First of all. The the number of fathers that are like, I'm going to read to my child, especially, no shade, but Mormon fathers who are very, like, women's work and that bullshit. Oh, yeah. Mom Mm -hmm. will take care of that. Yeah, I'm sure that it's his job to lay down with the four-year-old and tell (sighs) him to sleep. I'm sure. Also, the whole, like, I need to go help the bishop, like, just taking the dad away from the family as yeah. if it's like this righteous thing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. God. Uh, yeah. And then his daughter replied, doesn't the bishop have a dad to help him go to sleep? <laughs> your, your little girl voice is my favorite. Thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's the best I can do. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are eternally grateful for the countless members who serve diligently in the Church of Jesus Christ every day. Your sacrifice is truly sacred. But as this girl seemed to understand, there's something equally sacred, something irreplaceable about a parent nurturing a child. I can't even give this, like, I have to notice my tone here. Yeah, it reflects I mean, the pattern. Of- it's like he's he's wanting to have it both ways. Like, yeah, it's very important to nurture your children. Well, then don't take the parents away from the children to go do nonsense shit at the church building. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. You're, you're asking them to do both, and then they're not going to be able to do both because you're taking their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, 
Okay, his next section is, parents have a sacred duty. Have you ever thought about the tremendous risk our Father in Heaven takes each time he sends a child to Earth? Mm. Uh, this makes me think of, like, a little factory. Like, he's just like, mm. <laughs> Why does but, it always come back to the little factory? Yuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm sad that I, I'm sorry that I said anything about that. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> They are destined to become glorious beings of goodness, grace, and truth. And yet, but <laughs> Lori Vallow, hmm, no. she, goodness, <laughs> grace, and truth. Hmm. Well, it depends on who you ask, I think. I guess. In, no offense to Idaho, but I think she, there's some people down there. Who think yes, she's offense pretty. to Idaho. It's a, yeah. Full offense. Full, full offense <laughs> meant to Idaho. <laughs> Uh, and yet they come to Earth completely helpless, barely able to do anything besides cry for help. The memory cry, of their time... Cry and cry. Yeah, still crying for help internally as an adult. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> the memory of their time in God's presence is veiled over, along with the knowledge of who they really are and who they can become. They form their understanding of life, love, God, and His plan based on what they observe from the people around them. Oh, nurturing. Especially their parents, who honestly are still trying to figure out things out for themselves. Yeah, because they're children when you make them have children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, God has given parents the sacred duty to rear their children in love and righteousness. <laughs> duty. <for> duty. <laughs> duty. The, um... <laughs> So, side note, I met a um, co-worker of mine that she just started, like, I think last year or something. Um, but she's 42. I'm not going to... Let's see. And she just moved to the area, and she's like, are you LDS? And I said, no. And then she's like, oh, cool. And then she's like, I'm a 42-year-old mother of a four-year-old, and I was surrounded by 20-year-old women that had had their fifth child she's like i don't know what the fuck is going on right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nuts right yeah it is it is yeah. yeah uh let's see so yeah of course he quotes the family proclamation so uh yeah. Accept this privilege and responsi- responsibility courageously and joyfully don't delegate the source of heavenly blessings to anyone else within Within the framework of gospel values and principles, you are the ones to guide your child in the details of daily decisions. Help your children build faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, blah, blah, blah. All about church, church, church. Um, skipping all that because uh, um, he says Satan will oppose you, distract you, try to discourage you. Of course you will with his three-step maneuver. <laughs> and his big schlong. And <laughs> his big schlong. <laughs> Very distracting. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> three-step maneuver with his. Now every time my chair squeaks, I'm just gonna think of Satan with his big dick on a wee belt. He's working on you. <laughs> Here he comes! I can hear the squeaky wheel coming. <laughs> Shield your eyes. His big old donger is gonna be here soon. His <laughs> <laughs> big old donger. Get that, get that Lucifer uh, WD forty. <laughs> <laughs> Sneak up on the unsuspecting. 
Yeah. Sick. <laughs> Can't let the devil with his big old schlong and his holding around his barrow, wheelbarrow. <laughs> Coming at you. Uh, I'm arriving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm arriving. It's Tuesday, isn't it? It's Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we say he's British? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, got to, we've established that for sure. He's British. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah. All right. Uh, sometimes we might wonder if someone else might be better qualified to guide and teach our children. But no matter how inadequate you feel, you may... You have something that uniquely qualifies you. Your love for your child. Um, okay, so let's also discredit it. Okay. This might be a little, like, offshoot, but I just was, like, um, this totally takes out, like, postpartum depression, like, people that are, like, that don't, aren't able to attach to their children. It's very and, common. And yeah. a very common thing. And also mental health, like, any mental health thing comes into play. Like, parents... Like uh, schizophrenic parents, you know, mm-hmm. autistic parents, people that are that maybe just don't have that ability to connect and love. You know, they may love their child in their own way, mm-hmm. but they just there's it's not going to look the same for everybody. Right. That's, it's it's yeah. very um, yeah, one dimensional. Cookie thing. cutter. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure it can make lots of parents feel inadequate. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I'm not doing this the correct mm-hmm. way how Daddy Uchtdorf says I need to do it. <laughs> right. Because, yeah, I know a lot of moms, it takes a long time before they feel even bonded to their child. Like, newborn stage sucks. I personally really, I loved the newborn stage. It was like three months to six months. I was not okay. And so... And you have this, like, pressure that you're, like, supposed to love this creature that screams 20 hours a day and is only happy God. outside and will only sleep in your arms. Like, and and you feel like you're a failure because you almost resent the fact that you are exhausted and sore and tired and don't know what you're doing. And if you're not like dressing them up in cute little outfits six times a day and strolling them around outside to show them up, like you're there's something wrong with you like that's a really good point yeah like that was my experience and I felt so alone because I just had this screaming bundle for three months that just screamed and honestly all the Mormon parents especially mothers that I know like they're great moms but um they don't talk about the negative no they don't I've, I've never heard them ever talk about anything negative whereas like the people I know who are out of the church or who were never Mormons that have had kids, they're way more open about like, oh, this is hard. Like this yeah. sucks and I, I'm struggling. And yeah. you can be more open about it and talk about it without feeling like, oh, I'm like failing. I need to just be positive. That's, you know, toxic positivity all the mm-hmm. time. Like I couldn't imagine if I was still Mormon and having to take my oldest to church and deal with the screaming for three hours. Like, I would have been looked at. People would have been like mm-hmm. judging me. Like I would have been in an even worse position because nobody's there to help. Nobody's going to like take the baby so I can go lay down and have a nap. Like I would still have to do my calling. I would still have to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas in my position now, like I had friends that came and like held my screaming child while I went and had a shower. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So he's good now. 
He only screams once in a while now. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling him about that. It's Mother's Day for our listeners. This won't come out for a while, but I was telling him how he screamed all the time, and he was like, I'm so sorry, Mommy. Oh, <laughs> sweet boy. Like, okay, we got through it. <laughs> you scream less now. Yeah, you're good now. You're nice. <laughs> It's funny you brought up church because, like, having a child at church because he, Daddy Igdor gets into that a little bit, kind of. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, uh, for uh. a moment, imagine this situation. You're at church listening to a talk about families. The speaker describes a perfect home and an even more perfect family, which, let's note that their family that they're thinking of is the mother perfect and father family. and children. And yeah. whenever I heard mother and father as, a, as the... That's the family that they're talking about. It was always like, I felt like it was a personal just like dart to my heart of like, oh, that's the only family that I can ever actually have. You know, as a gay man, it's just like, it's always, that's one of those things that's always thrown in your face as a, Mm -hmm. in that um, aspect. But um, you either live a lie or you're alone. mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, Husband and wife never quarrel. Let's see this book. In the perfect, this is talking about the perfect family. Children stop reading their scriptures only when it's time to do homework. (laughs) Of love one another is playing in the background. Before the speaker gets to the part about everyone cheerfully joining to clean the bathroom, you're already thinking, My family is hopeless. (laughs) Dear brothers and sisters, this is his, uh, his response to that. Dear brothers and sisters, relax. Everyone in the congregation is thinking the same thing. The fact is, all parents worry about not being good enough. Fortunately, there is a divine source for help, of help for parents. Oh, okay. He is the source of our mighty change of heart. Barf. <laughs> you know, Ugdor, the reason they're feeling that inadequacy is because of the church. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, oh, don't feel inadequate, even though we're we're teaching you this. And this yeah. is why. <laughs> just, uh, God. Yeah. No, it's all so like, like a circular logic of oh well we're not teaching you to be perfect but yes we're all teaching you to be perfect so don't feel inadequate but also you are inadequate so <laughs> yeah. figure that because you out. need us you need jesus you need <laughs> yeah. the church you need to pay your tithing yep. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly uh does that mean you and your family will be per- picture perfect no but you will get better through the savior's grace little by little um, anyway, that's okay. This is the end of his little. Um, there's a lot more to this, but uh, these are like the highlights. But uh, our effort to build faith in Jesus Christ is home centered, focused on the individual, and is church supported. Besides providing the sacred scriptures and the words of prophets, the Savior's Church offers many resources to help parents and children make righteous choices. So this is this is where I felt like, oh, this was all just a fucking infomercial for. <laughs> yeah. For the strength of youth, which is what it goes into. For the strength of youth, a guide for making choices does not give you a list of do's or don'ts. It teaches eternal truths to help make choices centered on the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. Read it with your children. Eh, Okay. Let them talk about it. Help them to have these eternal and divine truths guide their choices. FSY conferences are another wonderful resource. I hope every youth will attend. I invite young single adults to join these conferences as mentors and counselors. I invite parents to build on the spiritual momentum their youth bring from FSY conferences. Also, children and youth in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have teachers, advisors, and mentors. Uh, Often you enter a 
young person's life at a crucial moment to build and support faith and testimony. Some of you are single adults. Some never had children of your own. Your joyful service to God's children is sacred in God's eyes. And that's Daddy Uchtdorf. But I just... Um, talking about the mentors and stuff in the church, um, I just know from what I hear from my little sister is that like even her her like young women's leaders are just very problematic and they're very mm-hmm. um like she's been bullied at uh young women's activities. Terrible. Like right in front Aww. of right in front of these supposed mentors and they're not doing shit about it. So it just like body shamed, treated like shit. Oh my by god! And um, the the I was like, there's a one particular instance where I was like, did you? Where were your leaders at this time? And she's like, oh, they were right there. And I was like, noted, good, that's great. I'm yeah. glad they uh, intervened and tried to, you know, show Christ-like love and right. like try to like help mitigate that and tell them that they were fucking wrong for doing what they were doing. But yeah. Probably a lot of it is toxic. Oh, it's horrible. And a lot of it is because those young women leaders have never matured past the point of young women's. They turned 18, they got married, they started having babies, and now they're adults, but have never had to, like, create those processes in their brain of how to be, like, how to think for themselves, right? So Mm -hmm. they went from being the mean girl in young women's, and now they're the cool mean girls in young women's because they're the leaders, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I think we talked about this once before about how like women in the church become very problematic because they kind of turn on each other when they feel like they have power. Oh yeah. In the well, yeah. Church. And it's, and I feel like when I was Mormon and I just I don't know, it's not for not everyone, but I had a ton of internalized misogyny. Like, oh that's the, yeah. that's the phrase I was gonna yep. Yep. Yeah. There's it's a lot it's very and uh my mom will say stuff that I'm like, that's kinda like woman hater of you you know like it just like yeah. anti-woman of you to be like and she's because and i get it that's that generation too you know mm-hmm. like that but it's definitely definitely directly from the church and how they yes yeah and they've con- conditioned women to have that internalized misogyny because men mm-hmm. are always going to be making the decisions mm-hmm. and they make the right mm-hmm. decisions and everything they do is right and Every, yeah. yeah yeah and it's our job to support those men as women yeah yeah and you revere the men and uphold the men and then you judge and shame the other women mm-hmm. yeah very much yeah. Yep. Yeah. Woo! all right oh, well thanks for that <clears throat> yeah you're yeah. welcome yeah. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right you want me to go next We'll save oh, Katie, Katie Baby for the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let me pull up my let me pull up my notes. Okay, so I chose. Oh, what did I say last night? Henry Bigot Iring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Henry Bigot Iring. Okay, so I chose his talk that is um, finding personal peace. I think it was entitled. Okay. Ugh, okay. It took a few beer to get through, but anyways. <clears throat> <laughs> so he starts his little talk off with, today I will speak on what I have learned about the miracle of finding personal peace, whatever our circumstances. Okay. And I just, my first thought was like, quotations around circumstances, because as long as you're in an affluent white household with enough money to pay tithing and still live comfortably, you're going to have yeah. peace. Really, let's yeah. let's be realistic yeah. about it. 
Mm-hmm. And also, if you're living in like a Mormon community that's surrounded by everybody that's Mormon, and you you have everybody's like minded, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, so they yeah, very, nobody they rocks the very, boat. Yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah. feel very comfortable and confident in their own little bubbles. But then, yes. like mm-hmm. once you rock that, it's game over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was my first several shots. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he quotes a bunch of scripture. We're just going to walk away from that. My computer keeps telling me that it's Savior is spelled wrong because you guys don't use a U in Savior. But anyways. <clears throat> <laughs> um, so he says, first, the gift of peace is given after we have the faith to keep his commandments. So just like remember that little bit because he contradicts himself later. Um, second... The Holy Ghost will come and abide with us. The Lord says that as we continue to be faithful, the Holy Ghost will dwell in us. Mm, I mean, that I sounds it. kinky, but... Kinky, kinky, kinky. <laughs> dwell in me, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's um, Tuesday, isn't it? Tuesday. <laughs> Blimey, I'm arriving. <laughs> God. Um, so yeah, <laughs> he also says, like he's uh, again. It's it's the caveat of like we're gonna lose our peace if we don't feel peace. It's our fault. Yeah. The Holy Ghost will abide with us, but we have to be faithful. So it's putting the blame back on us if we don't feel at peace. We are doing something wrong. So. And the only right. way to feel peace is to fill the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You can't have it otherwise. Um, also going into the fact that the Holy Ghost is actually just our own feelings and our emotions and that we've just been conditioned to believe that it's some outer force that's imposing those upon us. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. uh-huh. And that we can't trust uh-huh. ourselves without like confirmation bias of what we're supposed to be feeling good about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Um, his third point is the Savior promises that as we keep our covenants, we can feel the love of the Father and the Son for each other and for us. So Again, like it's saying, okay, you just have to keep the commandments. And then it's like, well, actually, you have to keep your covenants, which is something that only Mormons have. So mm. right away, he's completely like othering anybody who doesn't make temple covenants by saying they can't actually have like the peace of Christ, right? Yeah. This is why that's one of the things that pisses me off about it. Like, okay. Be gay in the church. You can, we're, we're accepting you, but you can't actually do all the things that we're allowed the you can't yeah. actually do you those cuts. Be gay. Yeah. Be gay, but don't be gay. Like, yeah. It's, it's so, exactly the same as like what they said about black people before 1978. It's like, sure, you're welcome to come to church and we welcome you. But then it's like, but you can't go to the temple. You can't make these covenants. You can't do the actual things that get you the blessings and the peace and the eternal salvation. Like, yeah. 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 A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's just very, it's very othering. It's very closing those people out. And it's again, that superiority complex of like, we're better because we actually have the real peace of Christ. Yeah. They're playing at church. Yeah. You know, I hate it. Oh yeah. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. Um, for Thank keeping, <laughs> yeah, it's going to live forever oh. in my brain. Ooh. He's such a uh. butthole. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes a back star to shape <laughs> No, he's the, he's not a cute butthole. He's, he's a, not a cute no a star shaped butthole. He's like he a, has a brownie face for a butthole. Brownie face butthole. 
my god. So funny. Um, keeping the Lord's commandments requires more than obedience. So again, we're adding this another layer of like, it's not just keeping the commandments. It's not just covenants, but now we need to be obedient. Like we are to love God with all our heart, might, mind, and soul. Those who love him do not keep his commandments. And so they will not have the gift of peace in this life and in the world to come. Like, okay. I know. I'm not going to love a God that tells me to hate gay people. That God can fuck off. Right? Right. I'll find peace elsewhere, okay? I'll find yeah. peace with the British Satan, okay? <laughs> giant dick. Yeah, that sounds way more peaceful than the hateful, bigoted Mormon Heavenly Father. <laughs> What's your thing that you say? Uh, Mormon God is a petty, petty bitch. bitch. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Put that uh, on your <laughs> Yeah. Yes. That is my epitaph. I stand by it. Here lies Katie Boo. God is a petty bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listeners, they call me Katie Boo, and it's my favorite thing in the whole world. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, <laughs> all right. His fifth thing that he's learned. It is clear that the Lord loved us enough to pay the price of our sins so that we can, through our faith in him and our repentance, through the effects of his atonement, have the gift of peace. So he just said that if you don't keep his commandments, you will have no peace. But now he's like, oh, but if you repent, then like it's just he just contradicts himself so much. And I just yeah. wanted, I just it's like a word salad. It yeah, is. it really is. A, yeah. Um circular logic again like oh do the do this but then and you'll be good but then if you don't do this then you won't be good but you'll also be good if you do yeah yeah and the whole thing of like no go ahead go ahead okay the amount of times um i've been told on twitter to that i need to repent like oh you can come back to church just repent i'm like fuck off (laughs) and repent for what for living your life yeah and also it's not even a real thing. And how how dumb is this whole like this whole thing of like, well, be good, keep the commandments, but if you don't, you can repent. So then I'm in my head, I'm like, well, then why not just do whatever the fuck you want and then just repent all the time? Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> and why like I... God knows I'm gonna fuck up. So what's the point? Like, if yeah. he's an all-knowing God, he's gonna know. So yeah. what is the whole point of even like oh my god? And like if if the real the baptisms for the dead or whatever are a real thing and you're you're up there in heaven as a little spirit, like can't you <laughs> repent up there? Like when you're in the waiting room to get into heaven, it's like why do you have to go through all this other shit? In when the you're meantime, sitting there and watching all the Mormons go through and you're like oh fuck, you're like oh, okay, so then, <laughs> let me let me get these uh, Mormon angel missionaries over yeah, here. Come to me. I'll wait till I've been dunked on earth by proxy. Yeah. And then I'll go through like, why go through all this shit on earth? I just, I it, makes sense. it makes no sense. Oh, that's I know. a good point. Like the whole baptism for the dead. Like what's even like, it just mutes everything. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, fuck it. You're like, gonna baptize might as well anyway. have a, yeah. Might as well have a fun <laughs> life that don't be a Mormon, but let the Mormons take care of you after you die. Yeah. Cause they there will like it or not. Oh, <laughs> are going to fucking do it. <laughs> like was that South Park? Who was right? The Mormons. Mormons. Mormons right. Was the Mormons? Oh yes, it was the Mormons. Oh God. <laughs> All right. 
Satan's <laughs> efforts to sow hatred and contention all around us seem to be increasing. Evidence of it happening among nations and cities in neighborhoods in electronic media. Hey, boy, hey. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for the shout out. <laughs> I Hi. Oh, hey. Hi. Nice Talking to... about me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, can we electronic media you're ancient dude come on dinosaur I got an electronic email or an electronic mail earlier like you know how I got on the Facebook you know how in the office Kevin goes are you on the email (laughs) on the email That's what that sounds like. <laughs> what is it that Thor says when he's like, did you try emailing me? Do you have a computer? No, why would I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I just, yeah, anyway. It's, it's talking about those who don't have peace are obviously, like, compelled by Satan. And it's not the state of the world. It's not crisis. It's not global warming it's not you know civil unrest it's satan it's all satan like yeah. we don't stand up for like things that you believe in don't even look at what you might believe in because that's just satan it's, that's yeah. just satan yep like ugh, i hate scapegoat. it <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah yeah and i said i have a little note here that says this pisses me off that we aren't supposed to stand up and take a look at problems just supposed to shrug it off it's all satan's doing i better just stick my head in the sand so that i have my personal peace exactly Exactly. put some blinders on and you're good yeah look you know although i wish i wish like white supremacists would take that advice of just like hey how about you just worry about yourself i know you just you know you and your little skinheads just hang out together do your thing in northern idaho you know northern idaho there and you're good (laughs) yeah uh, so then he goes on to say, yet there is reason for optimism. Of course there is. <laughs> it is that the light of Christ is placed in every newborn child. And oh, my like, God. Really? Every newborn child? My screaming child that screamed for three months? Is that the light of Christ? Was he possessed <laughs> by the devil? Was the light of Christ placed in Hitler? Probably. In Lori yeah. Vallow? She certainly thought that she oh. had one. <clears throat> Yeah. Considering the Nazi Party supported was supported by the church, I mean, I know, right? That whole yeah. crazy, yeah. So, um, and then I just started thinking about like, of course, there's going to be somebody that's like, well, what about gay couples that have adopted a child? What about um, a, a couple that one of them has transitioned? What about people that you know just don't believe in God? And I started like spiraling about like that is problematic to say. You know, Um, because then, of course, he goes on to say that caregivers need to lead by example. And this kind of goes into what Jake was talking about. Our optimism for personal peace for those children lies in the people who care for them. If those who rear them and serve them have worked to receive the gifts of peace from the Savior, they will, by personal example and effort, encourage the faith of the child to qualify for the super... That's a weird word. Gift of peace. <laughs> and qualify. You don't just yeah. get it. You don't just get no. it. So the whole like just keeping the commandments. No, none of that. You actually have to like qualify now. Like it's just so convoluted. And then also it goes back to that pressure. Like what if you have a child that is struggling with a mental illness or struggling with like 
a learning disability, anything, and they don't have that personal piece, immediately it's put on the parents like you didn't teach your child properly how to ha- how they should have peace through the savior. Yeah. And so you failed as a parent, your child is now failing and everybody's fucked up. Yeah, that's a good point. There definitely seems to be like a trend in the church right now is like especially with that for strength of youth coming out like the changes mm-hmm. in that um that they are putting more pressure on the parents as if they needed more pressure right. as if they needed more um and but it's also like have you know parents are they going to be your they're going to be the ultimate answer you know to everything because they're going to be guided by christ and by the church but then like what if the <laughs> Just, There's no resources for them. They don't know exactly. how to be a They're parent. Just like let out, like, ah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds all flowery and beautiful. Like, oh, the parents, you know, we're focusing on the family, focusing on the parents. Yeah. But we're also, like, not giving them anything to, we're just like, yeah, just, you know, put some stuff on the wall that says Jesus and the family proclamation and, you know, make them read the yeah. scriptures and just tell them to do all these things that are, you know, like that you were taught as a child and then mm-hmm. it should all magically just go away and you're yeah. have peace. But yeah, so then without the scientific support of these are the milestones that a child's brain goes through developmentally. And, you know, your little boy picking up a Barbie and cuddling it is completely not even spoken about. It's immediately you're a grooming parent because you're, pushing your child to want to be a woman and not realizing that like that's a very normal developmental milestone for a child to want to nurture and care for something small. Yeah. Like yeah. it just it drives me bonkers to have people like I've had people say to me that like I'm grooming my child to be gay and I'm like, well first oh of all Oh my god. Make- yeah. I'm like, well, first of all, you can't make somebody gay. No. Second of all, every little boy I've ever interacted with, like when I was teaching kids yoga, every single one of them would pick up a little baby doll and hug the baby doll and rock it and sing to it because that's yeah. normal children. That's what kids kids do. They want to be toys, nurturing. Yeah, toys aren't gendered. Like, no. I mean, they, they are in the store and whatever. Like, you know, oh, yeah. society has done that. But like, to little kids, toys are toys. Toys are toys. And I would absolutely, okay, if I'm grooming my child, absolutely my children are going to be forced to be nurturing, to be loving, (laughs) to not think that it's only the mother that can pick up a baby and rock a baby and sing it a lullaby. Like, okay, I'm evil, I guess. Yeah, how awful (laughs) that they're learning to be loving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Throw me in jail. So that reminds me of um, I took a lifespan development class, and I think that that's something that everybody should take. I think Mm -hmm. that there should be some like that needs to be in high schools or something like it should be required for people to understand, especially before they become parents, to understand the development stages of a child. Because, Mm -hmm. like you said, like I would there was stuff I was in there. I was like, oh, I had no idea. Like I did. That's actually like a normal process like the nurturing thing it's a normal Mm -hmm. thing and I was one of I was that kid that was playing Barbies and like I um I was told that it was you know like that that's why I'm gay is because my Mm -hmm. parents let me play with Barbie dolls you know but I uh, also it was a way for me to connect with my sisters I was a boy with two sisters who who else am I gonna play with like if they're playing with Barbie dolls and I want to like play with my sisters I'm yeah. going to play with Barbie You're dolls. You're playing Barbie dolls. Exactly. It's not, or, and they're going to dress me up. or And I'm going to 
Like, I'm not going to go fuck off and play with trucks by myself. By yourself. <laughs> I know. Yeah. My cousin, he grew up on the ranch with all girls. He was the only boy on the ranch, and me and my sisters, and we dressed him up and made him play dolls with us constantly. He's not, he's not, didn't become gay. He's a straight man with, married to a woman with a bunch of kids. Like, it's, you can't, you can't change who somebody is just based on how they play as a child. It drives yeah. me crazy. Yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, he then gives us a scripture promise. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I have a few thoughts about this because no, for example, yeah. me. <laughs> For example, all of us, right? All of us. All of us. Yeah. Like we we are we learn better, so we do better. You can learn more than what you were given as a child and you can change your mind. That's the great part of being like a human is you can learn. You can change. I'm no longer like homophobic i have learned to in accept and open my mind and not be an asshole i would hope <laughs> i mean in that one particular instance maybe but <laughs> but all i can think of is like okay the scripture promised to train up a child in the way he should go how about we just don't raise assholes yeah yeah, yeah. like how about we just raise children to just be like kind and loving to human beings and let it go with that Let's yeah. stop teaching our children racism. Let's stop teaching our children to be bigoted. Let's stop teaching our children that white is right. Like, just just raise them to not be dicks, and then we're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, my mm -hmm. God. <laughs> um, and then, of course, he tells a little story, because I always have their little anecdotes, about uh, once I simply asked someone I met on a trip, would you tell me a little about your family? If some old man sat down next to me on a train and was like, tell me about your family, I'd be like, Excuse me, can I change seats? Like, yeah, you know, I'm real. I I'm, have a Kindle yeah, in front of me. Stop yeah. talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> the conversation led to me to ask to see a picture of her adult daughter. I'm sorry, red flag. You want to see a picture of my adult daughter, you old man? Who she said was struggling. I was struck with the goodness in the face of that girl in the picture. It was a what? filter, Henry. It was <laughs> Instagram. It was an Instagram filter. The daughter was at that moment lost and wondering if God had any messages for her. He did. And it was this. The Lord loves you. He always has. The Lord wants you to come back. Your promised blessings are still in place. Oh, my God. First of all, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. This, this is not yeah. a real thing. No. Like, no, no. All right, so then, and that was my note. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, I express my love to you. Your great faith and love are reaching people and allowing the Lord to change hearts and so gain a desire to offer others the gift of peace that passes all understanding. And my note is, yeah, keep reaching people even when they tell you no, because don't worry, the Lord will change their hearts. It's fine. Just keep pushing those boundaries. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's so true. And even that that little anecdote about like, yeah, your loved ones can come back to the church. Like, it's like, no, we don't want to. Just leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. We're, yeah. we're good. I have personal peace. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I thought it was really interesting because I read a book that had absolutely nothing to do with church or anything. But it was talking about, like, the idea 
of peace and how like we have this like a fake sense of peace our peace is an illusion sustained by the threat of violence against us and i was like oh it just came full circle (laughs) but anyways i'm like yeah we we exist in this peaceful society because there's a threat if we don't have peace so and the church is kind of using it in the same way like if you don't have peace, they're going to take away the Holy Ghost. Like, it's this threat yeah. against you yeah. as to why you're not going to have peace. And I just thought it was just, like, yeah. this beautiful full circle moment of, like, holy shit. Yeah. And one of the reasons why it's so hard to leave is because you're scared that... You're scared. Yeah. You do go through, like, some moments, you know, when you're leaving it that is, like, very scary and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, this is because the Holy Ghost is left, so I'm never going to have peace again. But, mm-hmm. you know, as we all know, you, you get through it, but it's yeah. definitely a mind fuck. It is. It definitely yeah. is. Like, even now, I have moments of, like, is this, like, my punishment? And then I'm like, no, nobody... Why would I be punished with a broken foot? Like, that's stupid. That's a dumb yeah. punishment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, there's Henry's thoughts. Oh, thanks for coming on that drunken journey with me. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Okay, so mine, I chose a talk called Your Patriarchal Blessing, Inspired Direction from Heavenly Father by (laughs) Elder Randall K. Bennett of the 70. (laughs) 70? Oh, God. Oh, your fortune-telling little prayer. Okay. Okay. He says, I was raised by wonderful parents who loved and faithfully taught us their children the gospel. Wait, what is this? Something just popped up. Hold on. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Sadly, my beloved parents struggled in their marriage for years. I was a primary child when I was told they would likely divorce someday, and my siblings and I would need to choose which parent to live with. As a result, I know. As a result, for years I experienced significant anxiety. However, a gift from my Heavenly Father ultimately helped change everything for me. My patriarchal blessing. Oh, I just wow. thought my brain, I rolled my eyes so hard. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, that's just, I, I mean, yeah, divorce is very taboo in the church. But, like, yeah, my parents were struggling. They were going to go through a divorce. So you're... so put make sure you put those adult problems on your child because that's yeah. definitely mm-hmm. a really good way to raise your children in the church. Make sure they're aware of your marital issues. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And For the sure. save you is a patriarchal blessing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not counseling or any of that. It's a patriarch. It's a fortune telling session. <laughs> <laughs> By an old white man, too. It's usually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at age 11, increasingly worried about my parents' relationship, I deeply desired my patriarchal blessing. Immediately Ooh, after. At 11. At 11. Immediately after my 12th birthday, I received my patriarchal blessing. That was more than half a century ago. But I vividly remember the details of that sacred experience. <laughs> I remember when people got their patriarchal blessings, like when they would get them when they were like 12. And they, it was almost like a flex. Like, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. really racist that I got my patriarchal blessing before everyone else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> my parents wouldn't let me get mine. I didn't get mine until I was married to my ex-husband. Oh, wow. They kept saying I needed to wait until I was more mature. And then I got it. And it was the creepiest fucking experience of my life. But anyways. (laughs) Oh, it's so weird when you think about it. It was so creepy. We had to, like, drive out into this, like, middle of nowhere house, like, an hour away from where we lived. 
and it was dark and this house was very dark and like it was so I even thinking about it now I'm like it was so uncomfortable the whole I time. Hate it. I like hated a, it. Sounds like a scary movie. It was yeah. like a scary movie. It was like <laughs> out in the country nowhere. <laughs> That's how a scary movies start. Like yeah. you go out into these abandoned or like these middle of nowhere places. Yeah. 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 Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> To get your blessing, your patriarchal yeah. blessing. He Ooh. lays his hands on your head and says, "You'll never get out alive." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I wa- I've read too many thrillers lately. Anyways, <laughs> okay. Gratefully, we have inspired direction about patriarchal blessings in the church's general handbook, which says, "Quote: Every worthy baptized member is entitled to receive a patriarchal blessing, which provides inspired direction from heavenly Father." Mm-hmm. So again, no, <laughs> if you're if you're worthy, if you're worthy yeah. baptized, you can. Ugh. And it provides in, direction from Heavenly Father. No, it's just this old white dude that is in your ward. Like it's so bizarre. And if you take ten patriarchal blessings and lay them out, like They're eight out of the, the ten will have the, the same, same sentences in them. Like it's just regurgitated, very random, very vague shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like a horoscope. I mean, yeah. mine said yeah. I would marry a woman, so. <laughs> mine said that I had chosen a beloved son of God and would be blessed with multiple children with him, so. Yeah, sounds That's like your fortune the... tellers were fakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fraud. Fraud. We were divorced um, within two years, so, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it says a member should be mature enough to understand the significance and sacred nature of the blessing and understand the basic doctrine of the gospel. <laughs> I, I, ideally, the member should be young enough that many important decisions in life are still ahead. Priesthood leaders should not establish a minimum age for a member to receive a patriarchal blessing. Oh but I feel like they do anyway. Yeah. I love you, you you should be young so that we can say vague shit about your life and and a lot of times it'll work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you will finish that... your education. That could be high school. That could be college. Yeah. That could be like yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, prefer to be a younger person because before they make decisions because then they can base their decisions on this patriarchal blessing and be like. Oh yeah, my patriarchal blessing says that I should be doing this. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. of course I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, if a 17-year-old boy gets in and says you will serve a worthy mission, well, well then he's going to go. It's not a choice anymore. He's been told he will do it in his little yeah. fortune telling. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, each patriarchal blessing is sacred, confidential, and personal. So I remember, like, it was this whole thing, like. People wouldn't share what was in their patriarchal blessings because it was like, it's sacred, not secret. <laughs> it's almost the same. I mean, it's it is the same as like getting your new name in the temple and yeah. all that stuff. Like it's the same, but it, we found out what. Okay, so I sent a screenshot of that to Dusty of like when I saw the like the it's a whole different thing when you you hear about it like that it's mm-hmm. just by the day of the month uh-huh. that it was on there uh-huh. and I was like when you see it like in black and white there it's like oh fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is that way. yeah it really yeah. is like you go in on the Not on the 10th or whatever and everyone's name is the same yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. unless it's your real name 
then they name you either Mary or Eve as a woman. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like if your name was Naomi and you went on the day that it was Naomi, they would name you either Mary or Eve, depending. Oh, on Oh, that's what... interesting. Yeah. Because you can't have the same name. No, of course not. You have to have your special new name that was picked just for you so that your husband can call you at the resurrection. God, guys, we were in a cult. That's so fucking weird. Um, (laughs) Should we tell the listeners about my shorts? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tell them. And I have those shorts. I've seen you wear them and they're cute on you. Me, not so much. I got these bike (laughs) shorts. I put them on and my first thought was, holy shit, these are pink garments. And then I sent a picture to some of my friends and said, hey, if an old white man in Salt Lake City tells you what underwear you're allowed to wear, you might be in a cult. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, listeners, they're they're these bike shorts, and um, I definitely, like, hike mine up and Mm kind of, like, roll them up a little, because I'm like, yeah, I don't want them to be at garment length. They gotta Mm -hmm. be they got to show a little more leg, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're good for the spin bike to, like, contain the thighs, but yes. they shall the, not leave my house. <laughs> the rubbing. Of, yeah. Yeah. The chub rub needs chub to be rub. minimized. <laughs> chub rub. <laughs> okay. A, per- a person who receives a patriarchal blessing should treasure its words, ponder them, and live to be worthy to receive the promised blessings in this life and eternity. There it is. <sighs> It always comes back to worthiness and, and whatever. And if the things that they're like little caveat, like that's their little built-in loophole is like if these things don't come true, it's because you weren't worthy enough. Yeah. It's your fault. It's not that we predicted it wrong. It's no, the, it's your it's, fault. You yeah. were yeah. yeah. That's why I don't have sons and daughters to serve Christ is because I screwed up. I only yeah. have stinky boys who like fart jokes. <laughs> <laughs> too, like I just feel like that's so sad for what if you know a, a young woman got this blessing and it says you're going to marry a worthy priesthood holder and you know time goes on and on and on and on and she doesn't meet anyone and it's like in her head probably she's like what am I doing wrong like my mm-hmm. patriarchal blessing said I would and I haven't yet yeah I have a friend that her patriarchal blessing says that she would marry a worthy priesthood holder and she's in her 40s, she's still a member of the church. She's still very stalwart. And now it's, well, in the next life, she will find That's her priesthood holder. And I'm like, they oh, my God. It, they always have that to come back to. And also, yeah. she's like 40. How old am I? She's like 41. <laughs> she's not that. Like, can we stop talking about her? Like, she's like put out to pasture. Like, yeah. <laughs> Calm down. She can still find somebody. Let's oh, just... for sure. Yeah. Oh, my word. <laughs> Uh, our... <laughs> Real quick, just um, yeah. so it makes me think of like that whole saying of like the church. What is it? It's not the it's not the church isn't wrong. It's the people that are. What is it? What's that saying? Oh, the, the church, church is perfect, but the people aren't. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it's like it, they're blaming it on the on the people. But what, I had a thought with that. But like, it's the system is perfect but it's the people and so if the system isn't working for you it's because you did something wrong yeah and that makes me think of all this bullshit of like in america that's going on of like oh racism isn't real it's a you know systemic uh oppression isn't real it's just you know people it's the people that are you know mm-hmm. doing that to themselves yeah and, 
Like it's just it, it it's the same logic of yeah. like mm-hmm. pointing it back to the person when it's really just the systems are failing people. The church yeah. system is failing people, but they refuse to acknowledge that. Yes, mm. yes. exactly. That's a great analogy. Yeah. <laughs> um, our beloved President Russell M. Nelson has repeatedly taught about the importance of a patriarchal blessing that it gives each recipient a declaration of lineage back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that each blessing is personal scripture to you. Yeah. I forgot about Everybody's the tribe Ephraim, thing. And I was so... <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> Ephraim. Everybody was Ephraim, because I was like, I'm Ephraim! Like a... <laughs> And you're like, yeah, everybody, everybody is, honey. What's unless the one, what's the other one? Brown. Manasseh, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that the one that's, like, really rare? Yeah, I feel like people, like, at least people that I knew would get that if they were, like, Tongan or... Yeah, my ex-husband, because he has, like, Navajo ancestry, he got that. And was, like, it was, like, this point of pride for him. Like, mm, <laughs> mm, mm. What in the hell? How... Just, how did we live in this and not be like, what the actual fuck? I know. It's so bizarre. Uh, so problematic. So problematic. Yes. yes, yes. <sighs> oh, that's like you said, Katie. <laughs> what was it you said earlier? Was like, it's not real. Like, it's not, it's not real. It's not, also, it's real. not real. It's all fake. <laughs> this is the fake news. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's not real. It's all it's not real. Oh, so <laughs> funny. Repentance isn't real. God is a petty bitch. And <laughs> y'all are... Yeah, anyway, those are yes. the things. Those are big takeaways. Things are big. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I received spiritual strength each time I studied my patriarchal blessing. When my parents finally did divorce, my patriarchal blessing, as President Thomas S. Monson taught, had for me become a precious and priceless personal treasure, even a personal Leahona. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the Leahona. It's not real. <laughs> if the Leahona was a magic eight ball. Dear Leahona, should I go to BYU? Answer fuzzy. Try again later. Okay. <laughs> Sacred <laughs> Leahona. Should I get married in the temple? Yes, definitely. Like, fuck off. I was, I was just going to say it's like a magic eight ball. And we believed that this was real, you guys. No, I was so, I was so certain. I was so certain. Like, yeah, of course that makes sense. Nephi and Lehi, they had this little magic ball that directed them from Jerusalem to America. Yeah, of course, makes sense. (laughs) Holding it up. Should we go left? Try again later. Oh no, everybody's not being good. But quick, everybody pray. Everybody pray. Everybody pray. <laughs> we need to plug in the eight ball and it won't work unless we're unless we're praying. Who had a who had a thought of doubt? <laughs> who is it? Who is it? You're the reason we're lost. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh, now please also, don't why is it if they have this magic instrument, why are they like Lost in the wilderness for so because fucking long. Because Laman also, and Lemuel were murmuring. <laughs> why didn't Moses have this while he was wandering around the wilderness for 40 fucking years? Well, why? clearly there wasn't a Spencer's Gifts in Israel. <laughs> or Egypt or what the fuck ever. 
Why didn't Brigham Young have it when they were traveling across the... <laughs> Come on! God damn it! God, Spencer's <laughs> gifts really was fucking up. Um, okay, now please don't misunderstand. I wasn't perfect. I made all sorts of mistakes. My eternal companion would confirm that I still do. <laughs> the, like, self-deprecating, like, oh, I'm yes. just a Joe yes. Blow. Look at my wife giggling because I'm not perfect. <laughs> I made the audience giggle. You know that it had that awkward. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, like, his do wife auditions. probably, like, doesn't feel anything because she's so medicated and has yeah. like, Botox. Yeah, she's just like... Smile and wave. Do a little... I'm not a robot. Hello. Um, (laughs) It was vital for me to receive my patriarchal blessing while I was young and while my testimony was still growing. I am forever grateful that my parents and bishop understood that my desire indicated I was ready. To have confirmation bias and continue the brainwashing. Yep. When I was 12, the world was far less confusing and distracting than the world today. I feel like that's code for it was way less accepting and way less diverse. And and you that. couldn't I get information larger. quickly because there was no internet or... Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is great. President Nelson has described today as, quote, a most complicated time in the history of the world, a world that is... Sin-saturated and self-centered. Ooh. Do you guys remember? Yes. With the pleasures of the flesh. <laughs> I'm choking on my water. I'm laughing so hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, what, was what was the phrase? Sin-saturated. Sin-saturated. With pleasures of the flesh. What, what did I keep calling it? Because I couldn't remember sin-saturated. I remember it was not appropriate. <laughs> oh, it, was it sin-soaked? I don't like since saturated, but since soaked is even worse. (laughs) Okay. I pray that members who have not yet received their patriarchal blessing will prayerfully seek to know when they are ready. I promise that if you prepare spiritually, your experience, like mine, will be sacred to you. So, because confirmation. Yeah. Uh, also, looking at this critically, I'm like, what the fuck was wrong with that? If you think about it, like it's also the same thing as like the temple when they say, oh, you can leave anytime. You're about allowed yeah. to leave. But yeah. then they're saying, he's also saying, this is going to be a sacred experience for you. And if you feel weird about it, that's on you. It's your fault. Yeah. You didn't yeah. prepare properly didn't to prepare receive enough. it. You've yeah. been sinning. You didn't repent. You haven't yeah. been reading your scriptures enough. You didn't yeah. pray enough. You didn't pay proper tithing. Something is wrong yeah. with you. Yeah, it's you yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were clearly 12 years old was not. You were too young to get your patriarchal blessing. <laughs> you yeah, weren't as mature why. as me. You didn't yeah. have an understanding of the yeah. basics of the gospel. So, mm, sorry, I think I was sorry. 12, 12 or 13 when I got mine. Yeah, I was and 19. I, and I remember my parents being, like, supportive, but, like, I could tell that they were just kind of, like, because my mom did say something like, are you sure you don't want to wait? And I was like, no, I want to get it now. And then. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be the, the late bloomer like Dusty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
I testify that patriarchal blessings do provide inspired direction from Heavenly Father. I bear my witness of the living reality of our Father in Heaven and His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who know us, love us, and desire to bless us. I also know with certainty that President Russell M. Nelson is God's prophet on the earth today. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. (laughs) He knows for certainty that Russell is prophet. I can, after you said that, I could hear like the rustling of the choir getting ready to stand. (laughs) I know, right? That was a weird feeling. Just (laughs) saying the words in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, is kind of like, oh, I might get a rash. (laughs) 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 Heebie jeebie jeebie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. We, I am proud of us. We took one for the team and reported on. General conference, which is yeah, it's always such a journey. Yeah, I specifically went to the liquor store because I knew we were doing this. I drove home and then I like pulled a Yui and went back. You're like, wait, I need supplies. (laughs) I like was driving and I like the liquor store and then the dealership and then the RCMP and I like stopped and I like pulled it and turned around and went back to the liquor store. I was like, no, Mama needs her. She needs something. What did you get? I know you had beer. I had Corona, yeah. And then yeah. we also got some hard root beer, which it's, oh. the brand is Dusty Boots. <laughs> oh, perfect. So anytime Pat spot in the fasties, I was like, got my Dusty Boots. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So cute. He's so cute. <laughs> do you have to go to the liquor store to get like beer and wine there? Or do they sell yeah. it at the grocery store? Oh, okay. No. Um, in some provinces in Canada, you can buy beer in like the grocery stores, but in Alberta, it has to be like an Alberta liquor licensed establishment and it's separate. Mm. Like there'll be, there is like a liquor store connected to the grocery store, but you have to like leave the grocery store and then go into the liquor store. Oh, I see. Is that the same in Idaho, Jake? Like, is it the same as in Uh, Utah where you have to go to a specific liquor store, but you can get like beer in the grocery store? You can get beer and wine at the grocery store like at walmart there's also scandal because brolems is like a local grocery chain and they and they're mormon they were oh they were in my ward <laughs> um and they sell beer and wine now and oh. I, was like, I was like oh clutch my pearls yeah but you know <laughs> they, they probably sell coffee too oh my Ooh. They do. They have a Maxwell show. House on the shelves. What? <laughs> they are closed on Sundays, though. So you can only buy your beer. Oh, well. Can't buy your beer on Sunday. Yep, no we have nice. non alcoholic beers in our grocery store, but like you would have to, <laughs> you would explode from pee before you would ever get drunk. So, yeah. 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 That yeah. was one of the things that I just enjoyed the most moving to Arizona. You can get anything, any kind of like spirit, wine, like. Just in the regular grocery store and at Costco, they're, oh my God, it's just the best. It's the best selection of wine and yeah. their, their vodka is like just as good as Grey Goose. And it's yes, better. I agree. The Kirkland yeah. brand vodka is very good. Yeah, Ooh, I right. like the Costco liquor store. I go there and <laughs> it's like one of the only liquor stores that you can like go in with minors as long as they're accompanied with an adult. Oh, okay. Most of them here, you can't even walk in if you're a minor, but oh. they're like certain ones that are like connected it's because like parents are shopping with their kids so you can take uh-huh. them in or whatever yeah and it's one of them that you can just walk, walk in with your kids and they get their stuff or whatever oh, yeah 
I, need to I just really like to drink with my six-year-old. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jake, you do need a Costco membership. And no, we are not sponsored by Costco. No. But it's oh, my God. Could you imagine it. if we were? <laughs> my, it'd be my dream. dream. I'd have made it. <laughs> All the Puma sweat tents. <laughs> All of this. Oh, yes. Everything there, you guys. Garment length shorts for you. Garment length shorts for you. <laughs> oh my God, they're sheets. <gasps> oh, they're sheets. Yeah. Oh. How you know we're in our thirties? I know, right? Y'all, we getting old. and yeah, done. If you get Done. the VIP and you get gas there, it's worth it. You pay for your membership eventually. So, like, I've well, never paid for my membership. I've no, same. We don't, gas. and we get it like the refund, like the rebate back. Yeah, like every, like it's totally worth it. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag Costco ad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> once, but once you start wearing Costco sweats, that's when the second chapter of your life, like that's a spiritual yeah. awakening because you oh. no longer give a fuck. No. You just, you wear Costco sweatpants and it's just and such an incredible time of your life that you can liberating just. Liberating and. You can, yes. Well, I am almost 40, so I feel like maybe it is time to get the, the, the Costco. It is. You know what? I'm overdue, it's, probably. It's actually. worth it for the rotisserie chicken alone. My mom gets that. <laughs>